0: Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 430 contains guest host Madeline Ray, fun banter, uncomfortable stories, and an interview with the lovely
1: Pink the Hawk. Warning. This show is only for adults who like sex. sex. Does your dick hang
0: low? Does it dangle? Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 430 of Dangling After Dark (laughs) with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this episode is the incredible content and fetish dream maker. It is the... Absolute pleasure that I get to bring her to you on occasion for this show. It is the stunning Madeline Ray. How are you doing today?
2: I'm great. I was just confused, (laughs) curious.
0: Well, if you remember a little while back, uh, I kind of launched myself at the camera from a seated position. So now I decided to do a lean and bring myself back to center. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm very tired.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is this some sort of right cheek sneak before it begins? Like, what is he doing? That Are was, we at that level of the relationship? He's wow. comfortable enough doing that.
0: If I were to not only be comfortable enough with you, but with pervert nation to be able to squeak one out to start the episode, that would be magnificent. I don't know I honestly don't know if I'm there yet, but uh that would be tremendous.
2: <laughs> Well, we have to advertise it appropriately because, you know, the fart fetish community mm. get in on that.
0: Still one of my favorite <laughs> stickers that I have ever gotten from a convention. It was at Vegas, and I can't remember if it was 2014 or 2016. Might have even been two. No, it had to be either 14 or 16. Mm-hmm. And it's this little sticker that is like the thought bubble. Okay. And it says, I love cake farts. (laughs) I'm like, I have to own this. I have to have this. And uh, it's still one of my prized possessions.
2: This is mine. Oh, is it going to show up? There we go.
0: (laughs) Bad vibes only.
2: And it's a cat with a fart cloud out of its butt. Because that's where fart clouds come from.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is very good to know. (laughs) Anywho... Have you ever been comfortable enough in a relationship to openly pass gas in front of your partner? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: It's mortifying because it's always one of those, like, you wouldn't expect it. Mm, okay. But all of a sudden, it's like,
0: (laughs) Yeah, when when you think you're trying to be subtle about it.
2: Or or it's... (laughs) the whole sbd and you just look at them and you go i'm sorry and they're like what and they're like "Ah!" <laughs> yeah
0: you can actually watch it move their face like they're getting punched in slow motion
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh god
0: <laughs> <laughs> i dream to be in a place in a relationship where Flatus can be looked at in a humorous <laughs> nature in a relationship but i do dread that moment of you know what i think if i'm very careful position myself just right this just should be pull okay it apart
2: a they may it.
0: not know and then all of a sudden plaster is falling from the ceiling of the room we're in
2: oh, that's why you have to pretend sneeze
0: Well, then I just shit my pants. (laughs) (laughs) What a weird way to start an episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. (laughs) That's
0: right. Oh, fantastic. So I'm glad you were able to do that because I was feeling a bit low energy when it came to the start of this episode. I have been so incredibly busy over the last... Really, three months as it involves the show, but my daily work life, like the last nine, have been outrageous. And usually by now, I kind of get into the slower period, because my work is very seasonal. The slower period of the work, and it's just not slowing down. Which, I'm not complaining, don't get me wrong, but when you're kind of anticipating that, it makes the work that you're doing... It seems to pull more energy out of you than it Hmm. normally does. So I I appreciate you bringing me up because I was going to ask you, because I am so (sighs) pooped. I'm so tuckered out that I was going to have you maybe give me some mental scenarios that I can mull over sexually to bring my energy up. When it comes to fetish. So we can actually still do that now. So very quickly, 10 seconds, mm-hmm. paint oh, a picture for me that uh, I'm going to close my eyes as you say it, and we're going to see if uh, you can get things moving in a way that I can truly feel prepared for this show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Okay, good. All right. All right. Your eyes are closed. Yes. You hear nothing. All of a sudden there's a tip tap of high heels. A light caress of the face. You feel weight on your lap. And then a fart. It's a cross you had to have known it was gonna circle back to that. You set yourself up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I swear it was gonna be I thought it was going to be more along the lines of you slowly get bent over and pegged. And like, <laughs> you
2: have to remember that's not my only that's my true. only thing. I yeah. I can I can snap bubble gum and make people come. Like, come yeah. on.
0: That is very true.
2: And I, yeah,
0: that's.
2: Oh. I do what I can. Service uh, the community in many ways.
0: I don't know if offenses to my olfactory system <laughs> is going to deliver what I need. So I'm going to give you one more chance.
2: Oh, God.
0: To, to really get me to buy into this episode we're about to record. So, okay, go ahead. So,
2: oh, I,
0: oh. Eyes closed once again.
2: Okay. <sighs> We'll start again with the tip tap of high heels. Okay. On a hardwood floor. You hear a thud, <laughs> the jangling of chains inside, metal clanking together. <laughs> Zipper unzips. Oh boy. Oh boy. And you feel hard steel on your wrist. Okay. They come together. Uh huh. Now you're stuck to the chair.
0: Ooh, okay. All right. Feeling tingles. Go ahead. Keep going. Don't do it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to go there, but then I started thinking of it because you said it.
0: (laughs) You you might as well end it. Give the payoff (laughs) to the listeners. Go ahead. Just say it and then you fart on me. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> because when you know, when you started to say chains, now I'm like, are you going to make Santa Claus make love to my butt right now cuz this <laughs> Or is that would that be the Ghost oh, of Christmas God. whatever. I don't know. Yeah,
2: the Ghost of Christmas Past is coming to visit you yeah. in more than one way.
0: <laughs> and 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 do diabolical things to my anus.
2: But it's a ghost. Would you feel it or would it just be chilly?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question because there are people that have said that they have had sex with ghosts. Some describe it as you don't really feel it. You just kind of feel the energy or maybe you just feel full, I guess, would be a good way to put it. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if you would actually feel... The textured thrusting of a male <laughs> the ghost.
2: S- the spreading of right. anything.
0: Exactly.
2: Just be a slight chill in the bunghole. That's
0: right. <laughs> just a little... Just a little, <laughs> just a little one. Just a little
2: one. A little one. Oh.
0: <laughs> they call that the Northern Lights. It's adorable oh, when it happens.
2: <laughs> Wait, is that a real
0: thing? Am I, I being educated? really just okay. made that up right now.
2: Okay, it sounded really good. <laughs> Thank you, you. Did, you did very well with that. I was, I was hook, line, and singer.
0: <laughs> oh, tremendous! Wow, I didn't know I had that that ability. Oh my goodness!
2: <laughs> I was like, "What's next? Yeah. It's my turn." <laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs>
0: Oh, so truly, where do we go from here?
2: I don't. Know. I mean, where do we go now? Uh, uh.
0: Wow, uh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the listeners of Pervert Nation have to truly enjoy the gift that they are getting during the holiday season with this episode. So, I, I guess I would have to consider myself the gift horse in this oh. relationship.
2: I love it. I love it. You know what? Have you ever been gifted a horse?
0: Uh, <laughs> like, like a pony?
2: I don't know. Anything. A, pony, I, a horse?
0: No. Well, I, can, I can honestly say I've only ridden a horse twice and the second time – and both were as a, a kid. And mm-hmm. the second time uh, it tried to throw me. Like it, <laughs> it, it galloped and tried to throw me.
2: Okay, so I, I have I have a fun fact, and it, at least a hundred years ago, when I read it on the internet, oh, <laughs> it was a fun fact. Okay, maybe it's been debunked by now. I don't know, but okay. So back in the old days, when people would buy horses, okay, if it was say a gift horse that you shouldn't look in the mouth, they would they would make it more spunky doing a certain thing. Do you do you want to know what the thing is?
0: Uh, yeah, because I'm kind of confused. Okay,
2: Please. all right. So they would take like spicy root ginger, shave it and pop it in their ass. So they'd be like, oh, ho, ho, ho. and then now that's carries over to some people that like a thing called faking. OK, <laughs> they put spicy ginger root in their butt to spice things up a bit.
0: Huh. So what you're saying, I want to make sure I am understanding you correctly. In olden time, mm-hmm. they would take herbs, roots, spices and insert them into the horse's butt. Yes. To make them ornery. Yes. So people decided to.
2: Somebody <laughs> decided that that was a good idea.
0: <laughs> to make an example of uh-huh. themselves with this and <clears throat> put ginger in their own butt.
2: I think they can also do it with horseradish, but I don't know how common, like, horseradish was back in the day.
0: Yikes. That would... Yeah. And don't get me wrong, ginger is awful as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like potent. Like, raw
0: ginger, it is nasty. <clears throat> I remember... Should I call out the restaurant?
2: <gasps> is it a chain
0: or is it a little one? It is a chain. It be... I, like... I, I won't say it, but it begins... Describe it. But it begins with PF. So... Okay. <laughs> I got a, uh, a sweet and sour chicken
2: uh-huh. uh,
0: dish. And sometimes when you get something like that, it has uh, pineapple with it uh-huh. or maybe small pieces of carrot, things like that. And I thought it was a piece of pineapple that was covered in sauce. <laughs> it ended up being a piece of ginger. And literally, as soon as it went in my mouth and I bit it, it came out. Like, it just, my body expelled it immediately. <laughs> and my family's looking at me like I am a monster. And I'm like, I have no idea what that was. So when we called over the waitress, she's like, oh, that's a piece of ginger. And I'm like, really? Where's really? the warning? Yeah, please.
2: Okay, so if you did that when it was in your mouth, just imagine elsewhere.
0: Now I am extremely aroused.
2: Aye, aye, ay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this first 10 minutes of this episode
2: has it only been 10 minutes
0: right around 10 12 minutes that we've actually been talking together (laughs) i'm almost exhausted from the journey we have made (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm here for oh from uh, from farting to figging we have covered it all all the Fs.
2: La 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 la, <laughs> la 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 la.
0: All the important F's in your life we have <laughs> covered here for Pervert Nation. So I guess we might as well actually get into this episode. Might as well. Oh my goodness. So with episode 430, not only do you get myself and the beautiful Madeline Ray, but you get an interview with Cam model and performer, as well as award winning Pink the Hawk. And it is a really cool interview. It is a very inspiring interview. And we'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the first half. You'll hear it in the second half. It's going to be a thing. So let's kind of get into a couple things, because basically with this episode and the next two episodes, we close out 2022 and the... Last episode that will go out Is a full episode interview But it's really not an interview It's kind of like a celebrity co-host You'll kind of see that uh, when it comes out It's amazing and I'm thrilled to end the year that way And because I'm going to be in Las Vegas For the AVN and AEE Expo For the first week of January You'll have one episode for the first two weeks of January. And then after that, we'll go back to the two episodes a week because I have a lot to get accomplished before I get out there. And, you know, throwing out so much content is kind of difficult in trying to get all this done.
2: I agree.
0: Yeah, because that's actually one of the things I want to talk about with the show We have moved to a new hosting platform. And with that, well, because my old one is ceasing operations. Oh. Yeah, good times. Uh. No harm, no foul. They weren't great, but (laughs) they sufficed. Now, with this new one, there's a lot more opportunity to be on a lot of other platforms. Truly, I think I personally have to sign up for maybe one more platform on my own, and then Mm -hmm. with everywhere else, this hosting site will take care of it for me, which is awesome. Yeah, So I will be literally everywhere you can find podcasts, but... The old site is being a bit of a curmudgeon in allowing the other site to redirect and get everything moved over. It's kind of a pain in the tookus, as they would say. <laughs> so, you use the T word. Going to use the T word. So I am going to ask for everybody's patience when it comes to making this happen. It is quite possible that I have to go back and upload the episodes if it doesn't come through by the end of the year, which is a lot of episodes. As I told you, I am on episode 430. So please be patient with that. But before we get into a story or two, I thought I would kind of do a quick year in review for Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. And it has been quite a year for the show and myself, And it's kind of surreal when I put it all into a list. Because so much happened, and because I put out so much content, I kind of forgot a couple things. So once I really went back and looked, I'm like, holy smokes. So let's start out with the fact that I have put out, by the time the year ends, 82 episodes for the year. yeah, Which is crazy. When I think about the fact that I have done... 82 episodes for the year I just go I need to date more I need to get out (laughs) but but it's such a fun labor of love and I don't even consider it work at this point it is just something I truly love to do and I love to distribute and have people listen to The start of the year was pretty awesome, as I was in Alt-Star Magazine. They did a wonderful interview with me, and I'm actually in print issues of it. It is issue 17. You can go to Zintastic.com and that's z-i-n-e-tastic.com, and they have all the back issues there. And you could just go to issue number 17, which has Lydia Wiltz on the cover. And you'll see my name and logo on it as well. And it was such an honor to be a part of that project and, and have fun with that. It was awesome.
2: I'm going to get this damn magazine, and I'm 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 a fangirl you. you <laughs> sign it, just like you did to me.
0: I, I bought a bunch. I'll just send you one.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> I also had a printed interview for Why Not that was done a couple months ago. I was on a few podcasts, which was pretty awesome. I did one for Why Not called Sell Porn or Die Trying. I was season two, episode 14. Had a great discussion with Connor from Why Not. I actually went back and listened to it and enjoyed it so much I downloaded it. And uh, I'll keep that in my my file of cool stuff that I've done because of the show. I was on the porn stash podcast. They were kind enough to interview me at Exotica, New Jersey, and I am on episode number 30 with them. And they were kind enough to just really let me ramble. When I listened to it, I think I was on an energy drink because like, Uh whoa, was I throwing the personality (laughs) out there? Uh, But Great group of guys, fun podcast. I recommend it as a listen. Go and enjoy it. And same thing with my good friends, the Berg Couple. They interviewed me in D.C. at Exotica, and their podcast is In the Tub with Berg Couple for Fun. Check them out as well. They are fantastic people, and they kind of came up with me in this and started their own podcast and now it's really taking off for them they are also moving uh hosting platforms so hopefully theirs goes smoothly as well but uh just a great group of people and i would be remiss if i didn't end it with the fact that pervert nation really came through when the prenoms for Best Adult Podcast for the AVN Fan Awards was announced the first time that they have done it. This is the first year uh they stepped up and actually got me nominated for that award and just so many people sh- have shown love for this and have been telling me that they're voting. It's blowing me away. I actually did a little video on Twitter where I basically gave my acceptance speech because there's no way I'm winning this <laughs> because <laughs> there are some names on this list. Like, yeah, Dick Dangle's going to beat Aza, Akira, and Holly Randall. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, He's the only thing – I I know I, I should be a little bit more, ah, we can do it. Uh, and I still want people to vote. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But uh, it, no. what what I'm hoping is – their listeners go, they got it in the bag and just don't vote. And then I come in and steal <laughs> it. <laughs> the, the, the complacency, the, oh, they don't need, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> Somebody else will do it for me. Right. Like Americans with politics.
2: Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Silly gooses. That's
0: right. So, Peace. good luck to all of the nominees in that category. There are some great people, some. Really good podcast. I know that a quality person is going to win it. I have no doubt because that list is so strong. I hope it's me. We'll see how it goes. I know that you, Madeline Ray, have really put out the call to your fans and followers to go and vote so that is appreciated I'm
2: like do it do it if he gets a trophy i want to touch it that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think we found the title to the episode it was going to be something about farting but you touching my my trophy will will will, will, be, will do well but it's
2: just the little things in life all right right Those, they make me happy that's,
0: that's right cool
2: little oh, things
0: touching them <laughs> speaking of little things no i'm
2: kidding <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i will get into the las vegas and avian trip in the next episode and you know kind of get people a little salivating you know getting them anticipating the fact that I'm going to come back and have some incredible news and interviews and things like that. So I'm going to grease the Las Vegas wheels, so to speak. (laughs) So because we are going to get into some fun like we always do, Madeline, I think the best way to begin to end the year Mm -hmm. is... To go to thechive.com Oh boy and talk a little shall we say uncomfortableness.
2: Is it about figging and farting?
0: <laughs> we'll have to find out.
2: <laughs> if there's some one of those in there, I'm gonna be feel so blessed.
0: <laughs> if there is, I will bring it to your attention Thank immediately you. <laughs> as I think about it. There's something fairly similar. To oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and just let me say, I do not want that figgy pudding. By the way,
2: um, you know what? I don't know if you get a say in this. You know, you know the old saying: you get what you get. and You don't throw fit.
0: Ooh, oh wow! I, d- I did not know that. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. There you go. Yes, <laughs> Mistress Ray. Did it I just
2: had such an elegant flow yeah. off
0: of the top? Well, I was trying to be annoyingly submissive <laughs> <laughs> which is which is me in my normal life most of the time anyway Shh. so the title of this article is "These sex Stories are hilariously naughty okay, all right, so what these are are just really quick hitters that were submitted and Some are kind of cringy, but they (laughs) are entertaining. The first one, I put it in her vagina and I hit a dildo that had been stuck for a week. (laughs) (laughs) She screamed in pain and we had to go to the hospital. We didn't meet up after that. (sighs) (laughs)
2: So who do you think paid that bill or did they go Dutch?
0: Ooh. Well, I would imagine he did not know it was there.
2: But is he a good guy? Is he a nice uh, guy? Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it would have to depend on her copay. I think that would really have to depend on... If she has bronze coverage, you're on your own.
2: <laughs> you know, if it's
0: silver, we could go Dutch. Yeah. Ouch. Ow. But or- also, how...
2: Never mind. I don't even ask questions anymore.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, I can kind of agree with that because uh to tell a story out of class here.
2: Excuse me. What did you lose or find?
0: Well, I dated a woman. And <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know, just to uh, yeah, let the listeners job. know, you know, <laughs> not to brag. <laughs> and... uh how can I like what I really don't want to brag when I say this? Um she was grippy. Okay. Okay. Let, I'm
2: I'm picking up what you're putting down.
0: Grippy grippy. To the point where through her contractions, she pulled off the condom I was wearing. <laughs> and I I knew it immediately. <laughs> because and- slung it across the <laughs> <Yeah>. room <laughs> <laughs> because within the span of four or five strokes my thought went to man this feels really good too i don't know why people complain about condoms because this feels awesome oh wait a minute so Oop. as i extracted myself i'm like oh oh boy and she's like what's wrong i'm like um might need your help <laughs> and because she was uh, a bit petite, uh, she couldn't reach it where I pushed it. So it took me a while to fish the condom out of her. But we did manage to get it out of her. Thank you. Yeah. So So that's what I, I think in bringing the first one to you, you do the work to make sure that you don't keep that in there. Because the only way you don't know it's in there is you, if you were like drunk masturbating and you passed out.
2: Yeah, I, I, I concur on that one.
0: Yeah, you would have to know. Go get it.
2: I'd hope. I mean, even that, like, some people are just not that in tune with their bodies.
0: eBay has everything in the world for sale. You're telling me that they don't have a stuck dildo or vibrator extractor. They do.
2: Maybe it's on Amazon. I'm
0: telling Wait, you. they do? They, uh, they do. It's called a toilet plunger. You just put it on top and you go, <laughs> and it's got to oh, come you... out, right?
2: But the air embolisms, <laughs> that's a no way, no. Oh, forgot Don't about that Don't ask how I know that. That's <laughs> speaking
0: from experience. Mm, okay. Or yeah. reading
2: on the internet.
0: There, maybe there's a mini one where it doesn't push that much air. Well, so what you would do is maybe have a little air gap as you compress it. So when you pull your finger out, it seals it. You pull it up, and it comes out. I don't know. I'm literally, yeah. I'm literally talking about toilet plunging a vagina. So I clearly have no idea what I'm talking about right now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go on. I invited my boyfriend over. And everything seemed to be going great. Then my three-month-old kitten thought it was a great idea to play with his balls. Did I mention he's not declawed? Ow.
2: I mean, it's just, you know, uh, um, who does the vasectomies? Urologists? Sure. Okay. It's a kitten urologist. Ophthalmologist. (laughs) That's the
0: eyeballs. He goes the long way.
2: Oh, my. Oh, my.
0: (laughs) So you're saying uh, it was basically like Dr. Mittens.
2: Yes, Dr. Mittens, (laughs) the kittens.
0: (laughs) The the kitten vasectomy specialist. (laughs) Ah,
2: yes. Oh, my God. I don't know. Did you ever watch the show Wonder Shows in on MTV like 4,000 years ago?
0: Uh, The name's familiar, but I don't remember.
2: They had a skit with a dog in it and it was d-o-g-o-b-g-y-n <laughs> and it's exactly what it sounds like it was a dog that was going around with a superhero cape delivering offspring <laughs> so if the dog can be an OBGYN, a cat
0: can be a urologist that is very true you're not wrong <laughs> now this one kind of plays to your figging oh boy as my boyfriend started fingering me I felt mm-hmm. a painful sensation like my vagina was on fire. Oh. He remembered he doused his popcorn in hot sauce and didn't wash his hands after. <laughs> I ran to the bathroom in horror, <laughs> hosing myself with water and silently crying.
2: <laughs> silently? Just oh. let it out? No, just exhale.
0: <laughs> I think that deserves a tied down ass beating.
2: I, I do not disagree at all. Mm. A little bit. I think that is very deserved. Yes. Or, or hot sauce hand job. Paybacks. Okay. Yeah.
0: I put that shit on everything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> oh.
0: I don't think it would be all that bad until the orgasm. Because if something manages to get there. Oh, it get
2: in there. Oh, it has yeah, to, right? Be it
0: has to yikes
2: make sure of it <laughs> <laughs> but also it depends on the hot sauce like are we going like a frank's hot uh, uh, uh oh I can't remember any of the
0: other ones. like a, like a ghost pepper hot sauce
2: but then you go into the danger zone ones right. like,
0: oh. something high on the scoville unit scale mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah
0: playing with be, fire yeah. Literally. (laughs) While changing positions, I fell off the bed onto a heating (laughs) register.
2: (gasps) Ah,
0: For people in old homes. Yeah. Everyone has a horror story about the big heating registers, radiators. Oh, just the thought.
2: Yeah. (laughs) R.I.P. baby.
0: I met a guy and we decided to get it on. Turned out he was a virgin and thought my thigh crease was my vagina.
2: Awkward. (laughs) You do you, baby. Go to town. You're doing so good. Yes, it feels great. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: The guy I was having sex with got a raging case of diarrhea during foreplay. The smell was so bad I threw up on his (laughs) bed. I didn't try to have sex again for 5 years. Yes. Oh. That oh. How do you not make that immediate mental and emotional connection between that smell and that act?
2: Oh my god. Or just like the fear of it happening again, like if yes. somebody's like, "Oh, let's go out and have like mexican food or let's go out (laughs) to eat and then we'll go back to my place it's like oh no 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 no! i know what happened last time this happened no (laughs) everybody's just gonna eat oatmeal and we're staying at the house
0: everything is going to be (laughs) fiber-based we are bland
2: (laughs) no salt no pepper bland
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah there's so much there because the immediate emotional attachments to the foreplay the throwing up the diarrhea the whole the whole thing
2: that's a lot of fluids
0: that is
2: that's a lot of a function lot.
0: and i would almost be like did i do that to them like were they either so nervous or maybe so repulsed <laughs> that their body just could not contain the food that was inside of them in any form or fashion, instead of throwing it up, it came out the other end.
2: I, yeah, IBS is a thing. IBS is real.
0: Yes. It turns into a fetish all of a sudden. I, yeah, and then... Oh, I give people that find that sexually intriguing the utmost respect and credit, because that is beyond the pale or, or outside or of the pail. Yeah, if you best, you know.
2: Or inside of it, you know.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> a little bucket. Uh, Chamber pot, as they used to call it. Oh,
0: very well done. <laughs> That's very old timey of you. <laughs> I met a bouncer at a club and we went back to his place. I told him I liked it rough and he hit me across the head Shh. and burst my eardrum. I still have damage in my ear a year later. Yes, there is so many lessons to learn here. This is a, the more you know. This is the, uh, well, now I know, knowing's half the battle. Go, Joe. Like, there's Uh, so much here. Okay, everybody has different ideas of what they consider rough. A bouncer may be the wrong person to say that to. He obviously does not know what rough is. This is where communication really comes in. <laughs> to just put out a blank check of I like it rough. I mean, that's that almost reminds me of that scene in the movie Airplane where the woman starts to have the anxiety attack. And then the row of people behind Leslie Nielsen and the nun just getting ready to kick the shit out of her to try and <laughs> calm her down. You know. <laughs> There's better ways to go about this.
2: Yeah. See, that's why sometimes it, when when you do a one-nighter, you just don't lead in with that one because you don't know what they know.
0: Correct. I am not against playing rough for the person. Mm-hmm. But I am not someone that likes it rough. Mm-hmm. I've had partners... Uh slap me across the face. <laughs> Unexpectedly. <by> the way, <laughs> um I've had
2: I'm sorry, oh, I shouldn't laugh no, at that. Please
0: do. I'm <laughs> I have reached the age where it's all entertainment at this point. But when that particular one happened, or when I had someone that liked to be choked, not tell me that they liked to be choked, but choked me in hopes of reciprocation and did it so poorly. It was pure windpipe it was nothing about you know so google it you'll find out the right way to do it um it made me so angry (laughs) because that is one thing like getting hit across the face Mm -hmm. oh that just it sets me off i have to walk away it is zero to 100 immediately don't get me wrong i've watched scenes and trailers from the company angry hjs oh yeah if you want to slap my dick i might be okay with that not too hard but you can slap the dick leave the balls alone <laughs> but if you want to many rules dick, too many yeah you're probably too many right many rules. this is because i've been single for so long there are a lot of rules that come into play when it comes to sex with me. Um, don't punch my ball bags. Don't choke me poorly, and don't slap me in the face. Um, <laughs> Please. Yeah, those are a lot of rules, but you know, I, I don't know what you like, Madeline Ray.
2: <laughs> there is a pause. The floor I supposed is yours. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. There is a reason I don't have sex tapes online yet. All right.
0: Oh my!
2: It's not farts. <laughs> oh, okay. Not right now. Clearing that. Clearing the air. But yeah, it's it's private.
0: All right. <laughs> Can I take some guesses?
2: Oh yeah, go for it.
0: Harnesses.
2: Okay. So Give it to you. I,
0: okay, that's a yes. I know you. Model for different companies, the different mouth and ball gags. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say there is potential for that to be in your sexual arsenal. Potential. Pot- okay. Nailed it. All right. Um, a horsetail butt plug.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a ginger.
0: Oh, it's just, it's...
2: just kidding. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no food in the bedroom.
0: I got you. All right. No food in the bedroom?
2: No food. No, I don't. You know what? I do enough damage on my own. Whoa. When I'm, like, fucking lazy and just sitting on eating food <laughs> and, like, scrolling on my phone. I don't need two people doing it. Oh,
0: or that makes sense.
2: Or a bevy, a buffet.
0: <laughs> it's been a while since I've told this story. So for new listeners, they'll enjoy it. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> When I was in my late 20s, I was dating a woman. Ooh, that's a brave thing to say. I was having entertaining moments with a woman who was in her <laughs> early 40s. Oh. Yeah. What, what's crazy is the woman I dated before her was, <gasps> oh was or God. was it after, was like 20. I had these really big swings in age through my early dating career. But... uh how can I put this delicately?
2: Don't. Just say it.
0: She tasted so bad.
2: Oh, <laughs> So
0: bad that I actually introduced food into our foreplay to make it better. So I would have fruits. I would have pineapple. I would have oranges and... I would drizzle it on her and things. And she,
2: Yeah,
0: she just thought it was the most erotic and exotic thing that she had ever been a part of to that moment. And for me, it was literally like squeeze, sprinkle, sprinkle. All right, I'm wow. going in. <laughs> Wish me luck. <laughs> Plug
2: the nose. Right.
0: <laughs> and it's different if you are just naturally strong odored because Mm -hmm. you can be strong odored and have it be a pleasant odor or just Mm -hmm. a strong odor and not have it be unpleasant Mm -hmm. this was just very unpleasant yeah
2: i'm glad you made it this far
0: you're not kidding you're not kidding (laughs) she uh what did she because there, there was something I always blamed that she ate that was a big part of her diet. I blamed it on hummus. <gasps> because really? she ate so much hummus. Oh, man. Like an inordinate amount. Ugh. Yeah.
2: Hummus for breakfast, lunch, and dinner?
0: Yes, pretty much. It was unreal. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but as a young man, that's what I blamed
2: so are you scarred from hummus now yeah anytime you hear it you're like it
0: i can't see it yes you're like (laughs) i just i immediately go for the citrus in hopes to drizzle it on it to mask whatever i'm feeling in the moment (laughs) (laughs) the last one we will get into for this i bit his private area by accident and it bled and got in my mouth (laughs) I, <laughs> then I vomited all over his penis and lower body, and the rest of the night was spent in the emergency room.
2: <laughs> How do you accidentally bite that hard? Did he try to thump her butt and she was just not prepared?
0: Oh, that, see, that is a good question because my question was, okay, even if he likes it, well, like the woman, even if he likes it rough, you don't do that. Oh. And uh, it really makes me wonder, did she teeth drag
2: and I don't know. What did she do? Does she have vampire teeth?
0: That's very possible.
2: Oh. I have a lot of questions about this. but yes. We'll never get answers. I'm just going to think that he he went to touch her butthole and she just freaked out.
0: Why are you always it was a, blaming the guy?
2: Well, I didn't think she would touch her own butthole and freak out. She knew it would be coming. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's You're think about reading this a here.
0: lot into this story.
2: I know. <laughs> That's what I do. I I make my own entertainment. Like if you want a good conspiracy theory, hit me up with a couple things. I'll spin something up right quick. Mm.
0: <laughs> there are so many other enjoyable little stories from this article at thechive.com. So you can go to thechive.com to check it out, or you can go to the show notes with this episode at dangling After Dark. Click the link and you will find it for yourself. Oh, my goodness. So (laughs) let's talk about my interview with Pink the Hawk. We started corresponding uh, in the fall a couple months ago. And when she told me her story, I actually thought it was really, really cool. It is a very inspiring story. It has a lot of misdirection in it. It could be a Hollywood story, and it's super cool, but I thought it was such an interesting story to bring to the listeners. And when I actually was able to do the interview, we've been trying to do this for a little while now, and we finally were able to make it happen, and we had just this really fun and wonderful conversation. And when I was done with it, I thought, man, she is cool. She is great at what she does. She won an award because of it. But just her approach to life and to camming and her story, it's refreshing, it's energizing, and it is truly inspirational. And I just love someone that is so in tune with who they are that they can just present themselves that way, be it on cam or in an interview, and you just go, that's cool. She, she gets it, and that's cool. Well,
2: I can't wait to hear it. The sound, you've, you've got me amped up.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I love talking to people like her because when you talk to like really established talent that have been around for years, even with the questions that I ask, because they're not the typical questions that a lot of performers get asked, mm-hmm. the answers, depending on who it is, can kind of be formulaic you know it's almost like listening to a uh, a post game interview mm. you know when it comes to an athlete where oh you know day by day game by game play by play you know and all mm-hmm. that stuff but new performers really have such a fresh perspective and fresh energy to being interviewed and winning awards and being put out there into media it is really refreshing it is so nice to have that person that's like, yeah, let's do this. Let's knock this out and let's be a voice for people that have questions or maybe want to get into the industry or kind of need that motivating voice Mm. to keep going. It's, she was super, super cool. So I was really glad that I was able to interview her. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm also beyond thrilled to have you on for another show, (laughs) Madeline Ray. Oh my God. Am I good at that? Am I getting good at the cell as I bring you back in?
2: You're getting better.
0: I'm getting better. It's been 430 episodes. You know, <laughs> it's, I'm finally finding my voice. <laughs> you're,
2: you're, you're doing good. Thank you're you. doing great. I appreciate that.
0: So you are also doing absolutely incredible. You have killed it this year. <gasps> and I'm so happy for all of your successes, be it, with Hustler. Yes. You I had you sign the no. issue that you were in.
2: I didn't even have a pen. You had to provide the pen. Right. I wasn't ready for that.
0: You should literally walk around with a Sharpie all the
2: time. I like, I have a Sharpie. Who wants me to sign?
0: That's right. One day I'll get used to that myself. <laughs> no, I won't. Nobody, nobody wants my autograph. Though I've worked really hard at it. But uh, (laughs) you've had so much success between your clip store and your consistent growth on social media. It has been fabulous to watch.
2: Thanks, Boo. Absolutely.
0: So where can people find all this magnificence that I'm talking about?
2: You can go to my main site, which is MadelineRay.com, or just find me on Twitter, which is at MadelineRay, and you'll be able to find me because I'm not search banned
0: anymore. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that a thing we'll have to get, <gasps> we'll Man. get into that in the next, uh, next episode. I'm just going to let everybody know you're on the next episode. Uh, all right.
2: <laughs> so we'll <laughs> Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about that. I'm actually going to write it down and we'll, we'll get into the, the madness and the weeds of stuff. Yeah. So thank you one and all for listening to this episode. Please take care of yourselves and each other. Pay for your porn and support incredible content creators like Madeline Ray and Pink the Hawk. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. Please, no figging, no farting, just fun. (laughs) And of course
2: dangle on <laughs> <sighs> mm. don't worry dick will be coming back
1: mm recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the pervert nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle.
0: My guest has had quite the journey to where they are now. And where they are now is an award-winning cam model in only two years in the community. This UK-based indie model took home a Why Not Cam Award this year, but the celebration does not stop there. She continues to present entertaining shows and wants to use her experience to help others on their journey as well. It is my pleasure to present to you Pink the Hawk. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Uh, glad to hear that. Before we get started with our conversation, can you please tell everybody where they could find you? Not only online, but on social media.
1: Oh well, my social media, Twitter, Pink the Hawk One. Twitter is my main uh, social media platform. I do have Instagram, which is famous underscore Pink the Hawk. Um, and then there's my main streaming platforms, which my main well, my main platform is Stripchat. I will always be a Stripchat girl as well as dual streaming on Chatterbait, Bonga, and Cherry TV. So I'm kind of all over the place, but mainly Strip Chat.
0: Okay, fantastic. So you have quite the story, as I teased in your intro. But before we get into the story, let's talk a little bit about you and your cam show. What can viewers expect from your shows?
1: Uh, so, with my can shows, it varies. I say I'm a reality webcam model, but even when I say reality, it's, it's it's like, hard to define that because, yeah, so from one day, it depends on what I'm in the mood for. So, like, one day I'll be doing an outdoor stream, one day I'll be at the gym, one day, like, I'll wake up, and do you know what? Wake up, no makeup, in bed naked, completely naked, and I'll be like, sorry, I'll just turn on a camera. So, it's more like when I'm in the mood... I've always been really, really bad at sticking to a schedule. Although all the advice about webcamming always says you should stick to a schedule. You guys know when you're online, it's routine. Like that with me just never works. If I, there was like a time frame where I stuck to a schedule. And then when I was online, like my head and my heart wasn't in it. So I find like if I just pop on, pop off, pop on, pop off, when I'm in the mood and how I feel on the day, I do better. And I interact with my fans in a better way because I'm in the mood, my head's in it, my heart's in it and I want to be there rather than be just a schedule, set time, set day kind of model. So yeah, so like reality, but pop up, but it can be anything to to what I'm doing on that day and my camera literally follows me, my life around. And I've also had the motto, like, the motto of, like I've let everyone into my life, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that, not hiding who I am or my feelings or anything I've got going on in my life. And through doing it like that, I found that I've created real friendships through coming that I never in a million years expected to actually make real friendships. Like when you start coming, there's like, a, I'd say like a persona, that it is just porn, so to speak. And and then as I got into coming and I formed these beautiful friendships, people that will be in my life, life
0: hopefully i'm glad you said a couple of things there because one i've never heard anyone say that not having a schedule has helped them but actually to me it makes a ton of sense because it does become very formulaic and very boring if you are always on the same schedule and it does seem more like a job so i could see why you would say that that makes a lot of sense
1: yeah, like I would advise anyone coming to try and stick to a schedule if they can. And I think like the majority of models do. But just because of who I am as a person and it's why schedules with me don't really work with who I am. But I, I kind of like aim, like most days I'll aim to be online for around four o'clock in the afternoon. There's times I'm early, like majority of the time I'm late. I am famously known for being late. All my fans expect me to be late. <laughs> it's just become a normal thing for me.
0: How long did it take you to kind of develop your style and to get comfortable with camming even though you're really just kind of presenting yourself as you?
1: Um it is weird it's a weird story. I'd say I'd say about a week, believe it or not. Wow. It's like how I started camming was pretty surreal, pretty insane. So I just lost my job to COVID. I was in New Zealand. So everyone knows that I'm I'm a traveling cam girl, so I started out as a backpacker. I left the UK initially six years ago. Um, started camming two years ago, and so I was working in New Zealand. I was actually uh, working in is, well in sales, is a door knocker. Um, I actually I did work for charities. Um, I did a lot of work like that, and yeah, I lost my job to COVID. Ended up homeless in New Zealand. So the predicament was, that so because I was in New Zealand and I'm not a New Zealand citizen and when Covid happened I wasn't entitled to any government help because I'd been out the UK too long the UK government refused to help me refused to get me back refused to do anything to help me so I was pretty much stuck in a country with no government help no like Covid like help or anything like that so I was just stranded I I was panicking like I at that point I I was absolutely pooping myself mm-hmm. um so, and then I accidentally come across Cammin. Well, initially it was Pornhub. I uploaded a few videos to Pornhub, realized that it wasn't worth it, there was nothing in it. And then from there found Cammin and found strip chat. Then ended up creating an account becoming a cam girl. And when I first started Cammin, I was actually homeless. So I'd just lost like where I was living. I was camping um, out of a tent. At that moment in time, I was actually too proud to say I was homeless. I was actually trying to act like I was just camping. Looking back now, I'll own the fact that, yo, I was homeless, I was on the bones of my ass, and I had absolutely nothing. But that's looking back. But at that moment in time, I refused to let anyone know and really let anyone in. And that's how I learned that letting people into my life and being a real person rather than being fake when I was on camp actually... It worked the best, you know what I mean? Because people can see a fake person. Um, And that's how I learned that real quick. So, but yeah, so at that moment in time when I was really proud to admit that I was homeless, I was coming from a tent. So I had to learn and pick everything up real quick. Um, I didn't have a home to come from because I'd literally just lost my home when I was living in a tent. So thank God that Stripchat allowed outdoor streaming. okay. At that point, I didn't have a laptop. I didn't have any of the streaming software that, like, the majority of cam models need. So I had a phone and a toy. I didn't even have a Lovens toy. I had a WeVibe, so I started coming with a WeVibe toy. That is
0: absolutely incredible, and it leads to leads me to so many different questions. And the first one would be, when you started to actually cam and find some traction and an audience with it. When you dove in, did you like seek anybody's advice once you seemed to get the ball rolling or was it all just you doing your thing and figuring it out on your own?
1: It was figuring it out on my own. I, I won't get literally won't get, I didn't really know what I was doing. I'd watched a couple of models like on the site live doing what they was doing, but I'm the kind of person that couldn't just do what everyone else was doing So, yeah, I just picked up the phone. I went live and I literally just wung it. What helps is, like, who I am. Like So before I started coming, I was always a bit of an exhibitionist, a bit of a nudist. I've lived in towns where I was known as the local nudist, the local adrenaline seeker. So I've always had that side of me and that crazy aspect to me. So then when I started coming, I almost found, like, that I was a natural at it because of who I was before that. So then turning who I am and what I am as a person into coming and then making a living out of coming being me, it was almost like I'd found the dream job. Like accidentally stumbled upon the dream job. I do I genuinely enjoy coming. I genuinely enjoyed going live, interacting with fans. And the fact that like that I found it the way I did It's weird. I don't necessarily believe in fate, but it's almost like it was fate. Mm.
0: Always being a sexual person, an exhibitionist, has your idea of sexuality, or maybe what arouses you, changed in the time that you've been camming?
1: Oh yeah, totally, hundred percent, hundred percent, definitely. So, I was always a bit of a kinky person. Always liked to like explore like my sexuality, that kind of thing. I've found that I've almost adopted new fetishes since coming that I never thought like I'd delve into. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely changed me, and it's made me more curious into de- like into the fet world. Um, a couple of months ago, I was asked to do a private that included me sat on, like, an inflatable ball. I didn't even know that was a thing. And, and bizarrely enough, I, I enjoyed it. More than I thought I would, and then that led me to do a bit of research about it because I just found out this new fetish, and even things so like with with my partner as well. So like I'm into like like do you know like urethral sounds. Yes. So I've I've definitely got into the the more fetish side and the taboo side, and it's made me probably more more kinky. I suppose is is that the right word?
0: Yeah, I think that's a good word. For it. <laughs> Now, what else have you learned about yourself when it comes to the camming community that maybe you didn't expect? I'm sure there was a big technology curve to learn. But maybe just professionally, you've talked about it sexually, maybe even personally that you didn't expect to learn.
1: Oh, so with that, I'd say uh, more just being you. So I find with a lot of people in the industry, especially when you go live, it's so easy to not be you or put up a front. And there's an aspect of not letting fans and people into your personal life and your personal details for safety reasons. Mm -hmm. But there's like there's there's like a line where you can let them in so they know who you are and who the real person is, but without letting them too close where you put your personal details at risk. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was more just learning about just being myself and embracing me and who I am and not having to act like something I'm not or someone I'm not and just being me. And there's times I've even like gone live and like, guys, I'm not in the mood today that so works on you. And like just like from mood to mood, day to day, like we're human, like our moods go up and down, like on different days, like we're we're in different moods. So, like, yeah, just along the journey, just to be you all the way. And that's probably my advice to any cam model out there or any newbie going into this industry. I say newbie. I'm still kind of a newbie myself being two years into the industry. But, yeah, just being yourself, and that's probably my main advice for anyone. But, yeah, learning that and learning just to embrace you and yourself was probably one of the best lessons that I learned. And then, oh, my God, the technology. Me in technology to this day – do not get on at all. <laughs> like the, the times I get frustrated at, at tech is, is unreal.
0: Mm. I'm glad you said what you did because I don't think a lot of people outside of the community understand the role that your viewers and your fans can play in your mental health in a positive way, where if you feel, like you said, maybe you're just not in the mood to do it, but you want to be on for them, what they can do to raise your spirits because they are there for you and they want you to feel good. So they're putting out positive energy. I don't think a lot of people listening to this who aren't involved in that understand how strong that fan base, how well it can make you feel, how good it can be.
1: Yeah. Totally. Um, not only that, it goes the other way as well. Like, so with Camin, I have, um, I've formed friendships that I I genuinely feel are real friendship, like friendships, people that will be in my life for life, and I really hope they are. One of them, like, which is my main night, and I've become so close to him on a friend level, and like. I it's like I have grown to to care for my fans. They're like they're not just fans. They're like a lot of my fans have become friends and have become a big part of my life. Man. So like if there's times if I'm not feeling it or I'm feeling a little bit down and I'll be like, yo, this is how I'm feeling today. But then the beautiful thing is when any of my fans are feeling down, that I can be there for them and I've formed a friendship where they can come to me and be like, they'll be like, yo, I'm feeling a bit shitty today. And I'm like, I can be there for them and help them as much as they've helped me. Because for me, camming has literally saved my life in a number of ways. And especially when I first started camming, like I did start camming with nothing but a phone on the bones of my ass. So the fact that I can like pass like, where I've become, and I have become where I am today because of my fans that have become friends. And the fact that I can be there for them, that's my way of, like, passing like passing it forward and just saying, yo, thank you, I appreciate you all. That's probably the most beautiful thing that I've taken away from coming. And, yeah, I just never expected to just build those kind of friendships. Like, it was, that probably shocked me the most out of anything through my journey over the past two years.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Now, you also film custom videos. What do you find are your most requested clips? Like, do you have a specialty that people are really seeking out?
1: Um, kind of. Yeah, I'd say public is probably my um, my main custom video request. Up until recently, actually, so it was at Halloween. I put a lot of effort into getting dressed up, doing different outfits. So since Halloween, I've had a lot of requests for like cosplay dress up kind of customs. But in general, definitely public. So I do a lot of I do more public outdoor streaming than anything else, because that's like where my heart's in and where my adrenaline's at. I'm like, I am completely an adrenaline seeker. So, yeah, definitely the public side of things is my most popular but, yeah, at the moment, the cosplay seems... I seem to be getting 50-50 with public outdoor content to the cosplay side of things. Mm. And even the cosplay side of it was... It wasn't planned. It wasn't like, you know, I'm going to become a cosplay model. I wouldn't even really categorise myself as a cosplay model. I just made the effort on Halloween, and it's kind of, like, excelled from there. Uh, but, yeah, it's really fun getting dressed up. I've got one at the moment where I've got, like... Um, Tinkerbell. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be doing a Tinkerbell and because I've got short blonde hair, the Tinkerbell I reckon I'll pull off really well and I'm actually going to get even gold glitter and I'm going to do like the full role play and like be throwing gold glitter around and make a complete mess everywhere and I re- that's the stream that's coming up soon That I that's one that I wanted to do for me rather than a custom request but at the moment most of my like cosplay custom videos, it's more like the fans' ideas and they'll come to me with what they want so a lot of my cosplay dress ups it's not I've not planned it it kind of it's it's on the fans so to speak
0: mm-hmm. when you say that you are known for your your public shows when people hear that they always manage to find the news stories where some silly model or content creator goes into a grocery store and starts touching themselves in the cereal aisle and gets in trouble.
1: Of course. That I is- don't go that far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, would hope not. <laughs> so like, my public, when I'm out and about, obviously different countries also have different laws as well. You can get away with different things in different countries. Cause I do a lot of traveling. I always have to check out local laws, what I can of can't get away with. And you'd be surprised how doing public outdoor changes from country to country. So I have to adapt my public streams from when I go to country to country. Believe it or not, the easiest country in the world to that I found to do outdoor is Mexico. Because of their laws are a lot more lax,ed And yeah, you can just get away with a lot more. But I usually, like, I'll try and abide with the laws. And even though I do public outdoor, I'd say 90% of the time, it's more them vibing my toy um, through the website and so like if I'm if I go to get a coffee and I'm paying for the coffee knowing my fans knowing that I'm being served by someone and if they buzz my toy and I pull a weird face me getting busted and I think it's more about the the fact that the fans want to see me get busted so like i'll be getting a coffee and as i'm paying for it they'll go mental on my toy like they'll go <laughs> mental on my ass and i'll be like you i want you to get busted so that's probably 90 percent of where my tokens come from in public i do have like um some of the more explicit stuff on my tip menus like pussy flash or boob flash so like i'll usually make sure like i'm in places that that's not really exposed like so my job is to not get busted my fans job is to get me busted so then that's down to me to like look at my surroundings look where I am um in the UK as the law stands so um getting naked in public in the UK uh, because I'm in the UK right now um with the law it stands so if you was to like expose a body part in public if no one was to make a complaint it's not actually against the law in the UK if you if someone was to make a complaint and you offended someone then it becomes a criminal activity huh. so if i make sure like i don't offend anyone or i'm anywhere where people would get offended to make a report it's not actually illegal in the UK to run down the street naked as long as there's no offence taken or report made if that makes sense? Yeah, that's
0: really interesting.
1: Actually. So That's the UK law. I know you're in America and your public laws are a lot different, but because I travel so much, I always have to research and keep up with local laws. So just after Christmas, I'm going to be coming back to the States. Um, I'm going to be going via or well, through Mexico and I'm going to be going to Greece. So because I've never been to Greece before, before I land in Greece, me knowing I'm a public outdoor model, the first thing I do, like when I'm waiting in the airport, before I've even taken off in the plane, is get my phone up, start researching local laws, like what I can do, what I can get away with, what boundaries I can push without like landing myself in a foreign jail. Right. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be in a foreign jail.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, being based in the UK do you find that your different audiences maybe between the US and the UK or throughout Europe request different things from you or ask things in different ways either when it comes to the clips they would like you to make or the customs they would like you to make or maybe what they want from your cam shows
1: um yeah yeah yes and no i would say like english are definitely what's the word Crude. I think yeah, I'd go with the word crude. Okay. Yeah, so the English are renowning crude. I actually prefer Americans. Um oh, wow. just because the Americans are actually more polite. So like when I go live, I can tell if an American's in my room or an English person's in my room just from the way they talk, the way the way they present themselves. Oh. You Americans do have a lot more manners. Like you'll naturally say please and thank you. You'll ask me where where English will go more on the demanding side of things. Um, but yeah, but then like coming, I mean, you get people from all around the world. So like, you, you, I see it and like I'll notice it. But then because I have travelled the world and I've been to so many different countries and I've lived amongst different cultures, so I'll probably pick up on it more than the average person would. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, especially when I'm in the UK, they want like the dirtier, like hardcore stuff and like some of the do it depends on what it is like some things there's times I've had to I've had custom requests that I'm like look I'm sorry I can't do that that's just not me and then there's times I'll have one like completely I'll do that or there'll be like a fetish that I've not done before like when I did the inflatable um the ball the balloon thing um and I'm like I've never done this like but you know what I'm just going to give it a go and I again, I find honesty is the best policy. And because I'd never done it, and I was honest with the guy that requested it, and I'm like, like I've never done this before, so bear with me. I'm not going to be perfect. I'm far from perfect, but yeah, you know, we're going to give it a go, and we're just going to have fun with it.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. And I'm actually quite surprised to hear that the American viewers are a little bit uh, kinder when it comes to the language that y- they use. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah. Well. They are. Um, I I prefer it when I get Americans or, like, anyone anyone that's not English in my room just because they are politer and they approach you in a different manner. Uh, But I think, yeah, that's just down to a cultural thing. Mm. But then I'm I'm from the UK. I don't live in the UK. All my fans, everyone knows I'm a traveller. I'm a traveller at art. I started travelling six years ago, and, like, the cameras followed me from country to country. So since the day I started camming... I started in New Zealand, and then I went over to Australia, then from Australia to America, America to the UK, then the UK to Portugal, to Mexico, and then back to the UK, which is where I'm at right now. So that's just in the two years of me travelling, the countries I've been to, like in the two years I've been travelling while I've been camming, because I was travelling before I started camming, but the cams officially followed me around from like two years ago. Wow. So, like, I looking back now, I wish I'd have started camming earlier. If I'd have known about the camming world before, I'd have started camming the day I left the UK. Mm. And, like, I, I think more than anything, I'm just, I'm a little, It's like I'm more gutted that I didn't start camming from the day I first left, and I wish I'd have been camming six years to take everyone on the full journey with me. But I only found, like, camming two years ago um, when I was, like, Yeah, like when I was in the situation I was and accidentally found it. Mm. But still, the two years that I have been carrying and the cameras followed me around, it has been, like, one of the best experiences of my life. I genuinely enjoy it. And I don't plan to stop travelling now. Like, just after Christmas, I'm going to, like, jet set off again. And... The beautiful thing to me is that the camera can follow me around from place to place, country to country. And as I embrace and experience new cultures, new people, and it's like the cam can also experience that too, in a sense, through me, because the camera comes with me wherever I go. Yeah.
0: Oh, I can't wait to see what the future holds when it comes to your travels. But one thing. That you also accomplished in this short amount of time, as I mentioned in your intro, was winning emerging cam model at the 2022 Why Not Cam Award. So congratulations on that. That is so amazing. What was your, like, what was your head at when you heard that you won this award?
1: Um, I didn't even expect to be nominated. I don't even really know. Like, was I... When the the pre nomination process was up, like I, I I wasn't even going to put myself in for it, and and last and, and I decided to. I don't know, I don't know how it happened. It just did, and I'm like, there's there's no chance. I haven't got a chance here. And then when I got nominated, like I I was speechless. I didn't know I didn't know how to react, what to say. And then I won it, and then again, like I was in, in tears, happy tears. And even now it feels so, like, surreal to even say I'm a why not winner. Still, every time I say it, I feel like I'm in a dream world mm. and I need to pinch myself and, like, like just wake up, Pink, wake up. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, I think it will always be so surreal because I never expected it. Mm. And it's something that means so much to me. And it wasn't even the fact that, like, it's, the point that I got nominated, that I could rely on my fans, it was a Models Choice Award. It was models that got me, um, that got me the winner spot. Wow. And yeah, even now I'm still I'm still kind of speechless with it. You could probably tell with the way I'm responding. Mm. Uh, it, it still just feels so surreal and like I'm dreaming. Still, I haven't got over the like this is reality side of it yet. Like, and I I don't think I will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's continue with the good news because literally as we record this, uh, you were mentioned and you were quoted in an article for hustler magazine.
1: Oh, yeah. know that came through today. And another thing that's surreal that I like, I need to wake up cause I feel like I'm still dreaming and everything's happened so fast, almost too fast. that, Like even processing it is like, Oh my God. Like, do you know when you've got like so many emotions running through your body at once, mm. and like you, you just can't process it? Like it's just so surreal. Like, is this real? Am I in a matrix? Right. Like, am I going to wake up like tomorrow? Like, just whoa! Oh my god! Right. <laughs> that that's kind of the only way I can explain how I how I feel with it all. And the hustler and yeah, has officially been published today. And I never thought in a million years that I would I would ever be where I am now. And I I do thank everyone that supported me along the journey, models and fans, because it was models and fans that got me here. And yeah, it's just still such a surreal feeling. And yeah, being published in Hustler is such a huge thing that I could only only ever have dreamed of, and it's happening.
0: Oh exactly. yeah. <laughs> And if uh the listeners want to check it out, you go to hustlermagazine.com and the article is called Santa's Little Humpers.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I've not even like gone on a read it yet. Um I've been out there. I've been really busy. Mondays are usually my days off streaming. Um so I've not even like read it properly yet. So I'm itching to like find like five minutes to sit down and read uh what the final um article is and what they've published. But, yeah, now it's a really, really big deal, and it still just doesn't feel real. It feels, yeah. (laughs) So one thing that
0: when we started to talk off-air when it comes to this interview is you wanted to use your story to inspire other cam models, content creators, when it comes to your story. How would you like to use your story to help motivate and you know, help people accomplish their dreams and goals through camming and content creation?
1: So, yeah, my goal is to inspire others. So where I started camming and how I started camming, which was from nothing to where I've come in two years, I think my, like the main point I want to get across is to show models that you can do it and it can be done and anyone can, anyone can do this. Um, If you've got the right mindset, you've got the work ethic and you want it, you've got to want it at heart. You know what I mean? Like you've like because I enjoy it and I want it and I want to put in the hard work and I genuinely enjoy it. I constantly want to better myself. And the fact that I've done it completely independently, I've never been with a studio. I've never been with an agency from day one. I've. Like, it has come with its struggles at times, but I've never had anyone there guiding me. I've never had anyone to turn to uh, to advice. Recently, um, and as I went on with coming, I've had models and I've made model friends that have helped me, that have guided me, that's given me advice. But as I started, like, from nothing, on my own, completely independently, and I didn't know a thing about the industry, one And just learn along the way. I think my message is that anyone can do it independently if they wish, if they're willing to put the hard work in. So a lot of the studios will take huge cuts out of a model's pay. And my message is that, no, you don't have to give half your income away. If you're dedicated and your heart's in it and your head is in it, you can do this. Anyone can do this. And I think that's my main message. And the fact that where I started coming, where I came from, and the fact that I, I was homeless and I didn't have the laptop, I didn't have the Love toys, I didn't have the Yeti microphone that I've got now, uh, the ring lights, any of it, and I, I didn't even have a home. And the fact that I started coming from that to winning Why Not and just today being published in Hustler is like I'm standing proof it can be done and anyone can do it. So to anyone out there or newbie models or anyone that's thinking of, like, Getting into this industry, my advice is just take that leap of faith, take that jump, like do it, go for it, because it can be done without studios and without agencies and you can make it. You've just got to have the right mindset and don't get me wrong there's there's days that like that I'm like, "Can I do this? This is hard. It's not all just roses all along the way that I have the hard, challenging days I have the days that everything goes wrong, just like anyone in any job, but it's about how you overcome it and you don't give up and you don't quit and there has been days that, yeah, like I have wanted to quit. I have wanted to like i like i I can't mentally do this and then there's times I'm on top of the world like, oh, my God, oh, my freaking God. And the fact that, yeah, I did come from nothing and where I am today, that's just I just want to show people that you want to do it, you can do it. And if you're thinking of doing it and you're thinking of getting into this industry, my advice is just go for it and put your heart in and just do it. Yeah,
0: it's a great message. And your story is truly Inspiring. I love the fact that
1: there's a bit of play. a funny story. I'd like to add in there oh, about sure. my, my tent days, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first started coming, I was about a week into coming, And I actually burnt my tent down. So I was on a, a live show. Uh, a fan came into the room and because he was buzzing me so hard. So I was coming around a campfire and I I, well, I was staying in a tent and there was little... Do you know like when you get a fire and it's windy and you get little um, hot ash emblers? Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so because I was coming and I didn't realize these little hot emblers was blowing into my tent. So I was coming, the toy was like vibing, my stream was going crazy so I didn't realize my home at that point was being burnt down as I was like I was live. Didn't realize cuz there was like the little emblems. So then did my stream, did my show, it was fun, it was and then when it come to the end of my show, ended my show, still didn't realize. At that point it was dark. I, we had a campfire for light cuz it was dark. So then I went to bed as you do normally. Didn't think anything of it. Halfway through the night, I wake up to It not just raining, it absolutely throwing it down. And my tent had got holes from these little hot ash emblers from the campfire. So everything got absolutely soaking wet through, like the the air mattress that I was on. The like the doona I had over me, my clothes that was in there, t- everything was absolutely saturated. So at that point, actually, it's a good job I didn't have any electrical equipment because it would have been absolutely destroyed. It's a good job I, I literally started camming from a phone. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was absolutely hilarious. So like I woke, so like we woke up in the middle of the night both soaking wet because all the water came through the tent. And the beautiful end to that story actually is the same fan that buzzed me all night long. And he was the reason I didn't notice that my uh, tent was kind of burning. It actually brought me a new tent. Uh, It got me a new air mattress, a new doona, a new everything. (laughs) Because it was... He felt it was his fault because he was distracting me, so I didn't realise the hot emblers was blowing into the tent. But looking back, that was absolutely hilarious, that in my first week of Karen, I actually burnt my home down because that tent was my home at that at that moment in time. And, yeah, that's probably one of the best caring stories I've got, how I officially burnt my home down. <laughs> that's a story that, that not, I don't think any cam girl will ever have that's so unique. It's like one of those stories that couldn't be repeated. Like it it was just in the moment. And it was, it was hilarious at the time when you wake up, like completely wet in the middle of the night, you're like, Oh my God. But then, yeah, it was, it was really, it was really a funny experience.
0: (laughs) I I almost feel like you need to write a book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A a few people have said that, to be honest, I've got so many stories. Um, Probably too many to to, well, to discuss today. Even like camming, I, I plan to write a book eventually of like the, the life of a cam girl, mm-hmm. like um, the whole way through the, the all of it, the the going live, the the back scenes of it, the the whole. Eventually, I do plan to, and like the journey of a cam girl. Oh.
2: Um,
1: but yeah, I could definitely write a book with some of the experiences I've experienced since camming, and yeah, definitely
0: tremendous now you hope to inspire other cam models and content creators but what do you hope to accomplish in 2023 what does next year have in store for you
1: um I would definitely uh, 100% um like to win why not two years in a row that would be a really really big achievement winning it two years in a row is I, I yeah I don't know if if I'm Yeah. I don't know if I will do it, but I would love to. Um, So, yeah, I'd like to go for why not again. And fingers crossed, hopefully win it two years consecutively. And then I want to go on to like AVN and x I just constantly want to better myself. So the way I see things, and this is the way I also see life as well. Like I always, I, I think you should always at least try and aim to take a few steps forward. Like, if I'm not taking steps forward and I'm taking steps, like, back, I feel like I'm failing me. I'm failing myself. I'm not trying hard enough, but I've always been the kind of person that always puts too much pressure on me. That's how I've always been. Um. So, like, just as long as I'm constantly making steps forward, always, so I can be me and be the best person, be, like, the best version of me, mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, the biggest thing would be for why not again? And then whatever comes after that comes after that. But I'd like to aim high, whether I'll manage it, whether I'll do it. And even if I do it and I and I don't and I fail, I can say I tried. And for me, it's about just not giving up and just trying again. Like in in life, you do get like things that like will knock you back. And it's how you deal with it. Move on, move forward. Don't give up and keep trying like year after year.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you and getting to know a little bit about you. I'm thrilled to bring you to the audience, and I hope that if any of my listeners have questions, that I could have you on again at some time in the future and we continue this wonderful conversation.
1: Definitely. I'd love to. I'd like to thank you as well um, for just giving me your time today, just being here, and just the opportunity to talk with you. Like, I feel you, you're kind of, you're a big deal. Like, you're, you're, to me, like, you're on the celebrity status oh, kind of thing. Stop. Um, so, yeah, just being able to sit here, have a chat with you today, talk with you today, to me, is, it's another one of those, like, surreal things. Two years ago, like, who'd have thought I'd be sat here talking with you right now? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I definitely would love to be on your show again. Um, I def- yeah, for sure. And and thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Trust me. I'm just a chubby ginger from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm not that big a deal, but I appreciate your kind (laughs) words. (laughs) So one more time before I let you go, can you please tell everybody where they can find you online and on social media?
1: So my main platform, um, Strip Chat, will always be a Strip Chat Girl other than StripChat, uh, Bonga is probably my secondary site um, in line from StripChat. And then Chatterbay and Cherry TV, although I don't stream on those two platforms that often. And, and also my social media, Twitter is my main one, which is PinkTheHawk1. Um, Instagram, famous, underscore Pink the hawk. And I have recently joined Reddit although i'm working out reddit me and reddit at the minute is we, we don't quite get on because i don't understand the website but i'll get there i won't give up <laughs> um so on reddit as well uh, pink the hawk um yeah
0: all right fantastic well once again thank you so much for being on and bringing your story to us and i wish you nothing but the best moving forward
1: okay thank you so much